Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live on SEN Track, welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you ahead of a big weekend of racing around New Zealand. Some key races coming up for those targeting Group 1 racing in Christchurch at the start of next month. There's racing at Tarapa as well. And the man who will take us all through those races and previewing the weekend ahead is, of course, Butch Castles. Butch, good morning to you. How's things? Yeah, morning, Jordan. Looking forward to uh, weekend racing. Yes, Tarapa and uh, Rickerton Saturday. Uh, Trentham on Sunday with a good card as well. So plenty happening here and plenty happening your side of the Tasman as well. Which uh, race or meet or feature are you looking forward to the most this weekend? Uh, looking forward to here, the two three-year-old races. Gee, they're both very good races. The Super Seth Soliloquy Stakes would be as strong as that field's been for a long, long time. And I thought the James and Annie Sarton Memorial was a pretty tidy field as well. Look for uh, Dynastic to bounce back from his uh, unexplained uh, failure, really, in the Hawks Bay Guineas. Much, much better than that, but he won't get it all his own way. Pretty good field. Plenty to get through on today's program. We'll have Matt Cross with us a little later on to chat about the racing coming up in the South Island. But our first guest today is, it's a pleasure to have Stephen Marsh on the program. He's got a couple of runners at Tarapa and also at Rickerton Park. He's with us uh, on the line now. Morning to you, Stephen. How's things? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. G'day, Stephen Butch here. All right, let's get cracking. Busy old uh, day at Tarapa. A few more than a couple. Race one, you've got a couple of runners, Ula Nova and Orla Flutter, both at different ends of the market. Ula Nova's been super impressive in her dry- trials and draws the one barrier. Yeah, she looks very smart. Um, been ultra happy with her. The second favourite, Cyclonic King, looks um, smart. But look, I really like our filly. Um, she'll jump. She'll put herself right there. Um, all the flutter. I was desperately hoping for a good barrier with her. She hasn't come up with such a good marble. Um, so, yeah, but uh, touchy there. But, yeah, I think is well above average. Race number two, Corth uh, is on. Uh, another one that hasn't uh, favoured overly well in the barrier draw. But sometimes the extreme outside's better than one or two from the outside. They get no pressure from uh, a gate outside them. We've been very patient with this mare and we're praying for a good barrier. So June 14, we'll probably just uh, sit and wait for another day with her. Race four, Starry Beal. This is one that you won't be waiting for another day because on a progression towards uh, the New Zealand Cup and it's just getting there, I suppose, 2,400 metres, you'd want to see something on Saturday. Yeah, he's. I think he's coming to hand really well. Um, you know, he's still on the way up. He's he will need this run, then he'll head down south. Um, I think he's by the time he gets to the New Zealand Cup, he'll be bang on. I think he'd actually be quite a nice little futures bet at 16 to 1, Starry Bill, but um, really like the way he's going, and yeah, he's going to be peaking for the Cup. Righto, a really good renewal of the soliloquy, the Super Seth soliloquy stakes. You've got three runners, uh, Massolino, Miss Nico Bell, last start winners, and Academy Award, who just continues to run good races, albeit in lesser company. It's a good race, Stephen. It's a super field. Um, it'd be one of, it would be the best little stakes I've seen. Uh, Mazzolino goes very good, but drilled 14 of 14. 
certainly not going to help her chances. Miss Nico Bell drawn 10. Uh, the blinkers and tongue tied go on her, but she's going good. And um, Academy Award. Yeah, she's uh, probably stiff not to have won a race by now. She's drawn the best of them, but I've just got her in both races, the uh, soliloquy and the Hanny Sarton. I'm just not sure which way to go yet, but um, she's better than a maiden, but yeah, you're right, it's a super field. Race number six, the Bill Lacey Memorial Mile, and uh, you got running numbers here. Make sure you put the saddlecloths on the right ones. Numbers four, five, six, and seven. Rising Storm, Waimuku Falls, on Sierra and Howard the Bourbon. Which way did we split them up? Sort of. Uh, Rising Storm's probably going to be better over 2,000, but she went super fresh up. Um, Waimuku Falls is going super at the moment, um, drawn well. In zero, um, his much better last start, good track suits, and hoard the bourbon. Really like the way he's coming up. Um, I, I just don't know which way to split. Um, very hard to split, but I think we've got a good strong four four runners there, and look, it could come down to luck in the running. Um, maybe Waimuku Falls, possibly just a touch in front. Mm, we touched on Academy Award may well run in the soliloquy I didn't think the Sarton quite had the depth of the soliloquy so in saying that's still a strong race with the likes of uh, Dynastic Mr Mojo Rising Wild Knight Sacred Satano race number nine uh, gee got a good chance here I would have thought with uh, La Bella Beals GC and Fall on a Star who was really good in running fourth New Zealand debuts got the barrier yeah, absolutely. La Vella Beals was dead stiff last start. She uh, she should have really been winning. Um, she's got a good gate, OP on, going great. Fall on a star, yep, for sure. Um, good good barrier. Uh, very nice run first up. Uh, McNabb was very keen uh, to stick with her also. Um, do like her chances. And GC, he's probably just going to need to run a bit. Um, but I thought those two mares were very hard to beat. And, you know, obviously Carmen Line, it's the favourite. I've been waiting to run that for a while, so it's obviously pretty smart, but I'm very keen on our two mares. Yeah, especially with the soft barriers from that 1,300-metre start, they can just get a nice run. And, look, you know, with Opie's commitment to Tiakau, you don't get the luxury of being able to use him that often. He's going to have a bit of a break after <laughs> today, after uh, Saturday as well, but it must be good to be able to uh, get a line uh, on your horses when you can get the opportunity to book Opie. Oh, absolutely. Look, he's world-class and... It's always nice to, to get him on. You know, um, you know, nine out of ten rides are going to be um, absolute peaches. So, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, in that race we've got Boss and McNabb and Wiramu, so we're, we're pretty lucky for the riders we've got for sure. Yeah, using Wiramu uh, a lot, Stephen. He's sort of, uh, I don't know, has he made a bit of a commitment that he'll ride a lot for you? He's really flying at the moment. He seems to be in a, in a good place uh, in, uh, mentally, and uh, he uh, is a real talent, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Look, he's had a, obviously a bit of a a rocky uh, a rocky road, but um, yeah, when he's on his game, he's and his mind's right. Geez, I think he's very gifted. The horses do run for him. He's a he's a nice, kind rider, and um, yeah, he, he does seem to get the the very best out of them. And yeah, we're, we're having a good run with him too. Mm. The last nest egg. This one back from the Queensland Winter Carnival. Uh, look, it's better than a rating 65 horse. I'm not sure about tomorrow. You might be able to steer us in a direction there, but it does have a good gait to get a good soft run. 1,400 metres. Can it give them a fright in a fresh state? Yeah, I reckon he can. Um, I liked his, um, I liked his last trial at Waipa. Um, he's come on good from there. 
I've taken the blinkers off. I'm just going to start him from uh, from scratch. But if he could jump him, sort of put himself just a, a touch ahead of midfield, I thought there was, uh, you know, you'd have a little bit each runner. But he's obviously going to be better when he gets up over 2,000, but certainly wouldn't leave many of top fours. Mm. Got a number of runners uh, down south uh, as well, bit of a stable uh, still down there and, and uh, a few running on Saturday at Rickerton. What's the best of them down there, Stephen? I actually really like a horse. He's been quite um, unruly and a bit rank, um, but I just think he's just starting to come right in race three, Pao Tong. Probably have a little bit on him. I think if he puts his mind to it, um, I think he can certainly uh, give him a shake. And then you've got uh, the forces uh, spread far and wide with uh, one in Melbourne as well. So, uh, look, big stable, plenty of uh, horses to find uh, the right spot for. Trentham on Sunday and uh, Melbourne. It's uh, a logistical job at this time of year, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. They're going um, every year. Tonight, the Valley. Tomorrow, uh, Rickerton, T-Rap, and then Sunday, Wellington. So, yeah, it's pretty much, uh, it's pretty much every day. Um, but, look, the tracks are coming right. The money's up. Yeah, the money's up. we better go at that point. Stephen, uh, talking about that, looks like we've just lost him. So through those runners, uh, Jordan, um, plenty of chances through his runners uh, in Tarapa in particular. Absolutely, yes. Uh, Stephen's just dropped off the line. But uh, Stephen, uh, good to have Stephen Marsh with us on the program. We will uh, we'll take a break here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll come back on the other side of this. We'll have a chat to Matt Cross to preview the racing coming up at Rickerton Park. That's next. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you ahead of a big weekend of racing right around New Zealand. And as always on the program, alongside Butch Castles, our regular expert, but the expert of the South is Matt Cross and he's with us to preview the racing this weekend. Morning to you, Matt. How's things? Yeah, morning, Jordan. Things are really good here in uh, Christchurch at the moment. Weather's fine and we're, we're starting to really look forward to the New Zealand Cup Carnival, which is less than three weeks away from kicking off, a couple of weeks away from the first meeting, in fact, which will be at Rickerton Park. Racing there tomorrow, we've got the $90,000 Water Crease Stakes, a key lead-up to the 1,000 and 2,000 guineas. Running rail, Butch is seven metres from the 2,000 to the 1,000 and 10 metres from the 1,000 to the winning post. And the tracks are good for it. We've got a beautiful fine day here in Canterbury today, so it might even be a bit of an improving track. Yeah, they'll get their chance on a good surface uh, at Rickerton. Race for the two-year-olds. Uh, look, Tiaka uh, got a big number here with uh, Mark Walker having uh, the three. Sky on fire, the one they've backed, but Rubicon Crossing was good last time. Tricky race, this. I didn't really know where to look. You've got Rubicon Crossing coming out of a heavy 10 victory at Whanganui. Actually beat Rhetorical home that day, and then Rhetorical has come out and won on a soft six here last time out. I'm around those two runners. Which way it will go, I'm not entirely sure. I thought Surf Queen runner number 10, its most recent trial, it took really good improvement between its most recent two trials for a nine-length trial victory over the 7.50 there at Ruakaka back on the 29th of September. So she can play a part from Barrier 4. And number 9, Semper Supra, is a US Navy flag two-year-old filly. Now, she runs 46-25 in an 800-metre trial here on the 4th of October. 
which was three days after rhetorical one, and it only won 46.94. So it's run about a half a second quicker. Semper Supra, tricky sort of a barrier draw, but it can play a part. And, and Sky on Fire, I thought it was entitled to probably win last time. Butch, with the run it got in the lead, was run down late, but does look to have a, a bit of early speed. Four in the five, Rubicon Crossing, Rhetorical, I think somewhere around those. Race five, Matt's always an interesting race. This one over 3,000 metres. There will be a number that press on to the New Zealand Cup out of this. They can also get a golden ticket to uh, Warrnambool uh, for the uh, road to Jericho, the Jericho race. Uh, Gee, it was hard to sort out uh, on paper. A few Northern Raiders might add interest. Very tricky race, and, and you've got horses whom are probably coming in with a bit of inexperience that could certainly come out and, and show their true colours, particularly over the 3,000 metres. We don't really have too much exposed form over these particular races, Butch, but I thought number six, Leitrim Lad, a horse who has been a winner at the trip over the hurdles, and in the New Zealand Cup last year, and gets a really nice weight at start number 40. So somewhere around Leitrim Lad, I thought in the fifth, he could be quite hard to beat. Nasik Diamond is a horse that I've got a whole lot of respect for. She had the 13 start. She's a half to two Scapolo by Rock to Cam. She found the line well over the 3,200 last time. Bossy, the one, he's up the top of the book, has got a fair bit of pudding to carry, but he'll be really fit from the Kevin Meyer stable. And number 11, Eulogy Show, is a horse that's certainly going well. But I do think that the price around Leitrim Lad, currently $12, but she could do worse than have an each way on him. Righto, the feature you alluded to it earlier, the Watercrease Stakes, gives us a line through to the two Guineas races upcoming, and anyone that saw Cognito win last time would have had to have been impressed. He's uh, absolutely flying this, uh, well, in his three-year-old year, he's $1.90 into $1.85. Surely uh, he's the one they all have to beat. Well, if anything, last time, I know that he was held up, Butch, but mentally it could only be a good thing for him just being held up and actually teaching him how to race. So with the viewpoint of stepping up the 1600, he's a son of So You Think, so you wouldn't think that'd be too much of a worry. He's a Mark Walker runner, and he's got a gate that he can use as well of barrier five. So I think you can play him quite heavily, Cognito. The seven, this is dramatic. Now, she steps up to the mile with the blinkers on. That could be a real key around her. She's a good filly by dissident. She's currently $5.50 joint second favourite. With the two, Marlborough Bay. Concern for him, I guess, is seeing out the trip of 1,600 metres. He's quite a busy fellow. They've got the noseband and the tongue tie going on, which I think for me is a good indication that they will be really looking for him to settle. But barrier one, maybe not the best spot to be doing so, particularly with how well he gets out. And number three, Chibano, has to be respected. I see that he's been the move in the market, 10 into $8. His run in the Barnswood Farm Stakes last Saturday was good. And the quick backup up to the mile with his closing sectionals there, he's a respect, but maybe only a place chance because Cognito does look as though he has got the water creep stakes at his mercy. Race number nine, Matt, thought it was a really good field, this, as a prelude to the Copeland's Bakery's uh, mile. We've got a uh, perfect scenario down from the north, not of the head from the ladder stable's been the one that's been backed already. But some southerners racing really well, feeling the power, Ava Cornella amongst others. I actually thought Kaimar wore here under the 60 kilos. His runs recently have been good. First up, he was fair. He, he was quite mediocre over the thousand metres but he's an older horse now and he has kept improving he's gone 1200 sectionals were good in behind summer monsoon and then last time out I love the way he closed off his race in behind feeling the power so he can win my war currently a $7.50 chance 
Zelensky, runner number one. Now, this horse, he has got a superb strike rate with a month or more in between runs. He's six times in the money from eight starts of a 30-day break. He's got the weight to carry, but he's a horse that's really flying at the moment. In for third, number seven, seriously. You can write off his most recent run. It was a mixed-tempo sort of race. He wants a genuine tempo, 1,400. And if he can fly over the top of them, he's getting a nice price. And the eight, Aberquinella. She's a horse well and truly on the up. She's a good mare, and I think that even in 12 months' time, we're going to see the best of her. But I thought Kaimai World War was certainly worth an each-way step. And the other of the features on the card, the Southies Spring Classic 2000 metres. Uh, the uh, couple of uh, Tiakao runners here, Campionessa and Bell of the Ball, the two that are well in the market. Campionessa, a $2.70 favourite. Bell of the Ball has been trimmed up from fours into three fifty. both of them racing really well. Yeah, Campionessa gets gate number one, which is a massive factor as well, with Lisa Allpreece jumping on board. Narrowly beaten and behind Are You Serial last time out over the 2,000 metres. She's fifth up and uh, she should be ready to rock and roll. I thought Belle of the Ball needed to be respected. She has been the mover in the market. You don't win three in a row at Rickerton without having some sort of ability. The 11, Elizabeth Rose, I could see her getting home strongly over the 2,000 metres to contribute them there. And number eight, Rain Man is another one I'd certainly be respecting. He's $16 into $12. But Campionessa, full press on, barrier one, looks hard to roll. Yeah, busy old time for you upcoming, Matt, uh, both harness racing and galloping-wise. Must be a time you really look forward to in uh, in Canterbury. Yeah, certainly is. Butch and, I guess, now uh, Cup Week has been added to, particularly on the harness side, with the uh, addition of a horse called Rock and Roll Do, who is one of the best paces in Australia. Comes from the Michael Stanley base in Victoria. So we get to see him on Monday going around at Ashburton, so something for our Aussie friends to uh, tune into, and yeah, plenty still happening on the thoroughbred code as well, and tomorrow's meeting looks a really deep program. Yeah, it does indeed. Good on you, Matt. Thanks for your time. Good luck with the calls over the weekend. Appreciate it. All right, Butch, thanks for that. You enjoy your weekend, and good luck to uh, our friends over the ditch on the punt. Matt Cross, a pleasure, as always, having him on the program. Butch, uh, as we close out today's show, what have you got by way of uh, bests for this upcoming weekend of racing. Yeah, I did think Cognito looked like the best at Rickard, and he's a good horse for mine. 1,600 metres should hold no fears to him, so happy to take the shorts around him. Thought here at Tarapa, the two-year-old race, the first. It's always great to see these new season two-year-olds come out. We heard from Stephen Marsh, the respect he had for Ulanova. I know that to Cyclonic King held in high regard, and Faravello just looked good at the trials as well. So plenty to watch in the first, the Sky City Hamilton Waikato Cup Day, 10th of December, two-year-old here at Rickard. Uh, look, uh, here at Tarapa, looking forward uh, to that. And uh, I was going to have uh, something to win on Prowess in the Phillies race. It'll be a super, super field, the uh, Super Seth Soliloquy Stakes. It really is. Legato, Prowess, both unbeaten. I'm in the Prowess camp uh, to take nothing away from Legato, but I just think uh, both of them top class. So looking forward to that on Saturday. Excellent stuff, Butch. A pleasure as always. Enjoy the weekend of racing you have ahead of you. Good on you. Butch Castles with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis, the main man of the show. If you want to head to sen.com.au to podcast this program, you can do just that. Or on the SEN app as well to listen to anything you hear on SEN or SENZ. We'll catch you again same time, same place next week on Breakfast with the Kiwis. See ya.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.